Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Could Micah Parsons be the first NFL MVP on the defensive side since Lawrence Taylor? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff reacting to a massive weekend, college football and the NFL. And I think the Dallas Cowboys look amazing. I mean, that's not even a take. They have outscored their opponents 70 to 10. The defense, I think, has even ticked up a notch. And while I say Parsons Perloff could end up being in the MVP discussion, he's obviously the runaway favorite Mm -hmm. for defensive player of the year. Don't sleep on Dak Prescott. First of all, this is a quarterback award. Generally, you have to do something so outrageous to pry this away from one of the quarterbacks. And I know it's earlier in the season, but the Cowboys have a pretty favorable schedule. If they pass some of these big tests, like if they win at New England big, if they do beat the San Francisco 49ers, there's going to be some galvanizing behind this. Oh, the Cowboys are this great team. And who's the quarterback of that great team? It's Dak Prescott. I think that his MVP odds right now, he's fifth in MVP odds, and that's going to heat up. Yeah, I think uh, last year, though, they beat all the bad teams and they lost to Philly that early in the season in Philly. Then in the playoffs, they lost to San Francisco. So we know they can beat bad teams. I, I feel like they're destined for 12-5 and five again. So the thing is, if they're 12-5 and five for the third straight season, will that be enough narrative-wise? I mean, maybe they'll be 13-4, and four, but... I think that the narr- I think the storyline is going to be okay. Cowboys another good regular season. Now McCarthy and Dak have to prove it in the postseason. Yeah, maybe there'll be some reluctant reluctance there. Well, but the MVP is a regular season award. So- yeah, but two years ago when Dak had thirty-seven touchdowns and ten picks, they were twelve and five, had the number one seed or number two seed rather. Yeah. You know, he didn't get much MVP noise. But that's also because Mahomes was having all a great year, right? Yeah. Two years ago. But I don't think Mahomes. he was second or third or fourth either. But I got to double check that. So here's, I think, what also could be working in the favor but for the Dallas Cowboys and specifically for Dak. The other quarterbacks are not really killing it out of the gate here. You know, you have Joe Burrow and the Bengals are now 0-2. He tweaked his calf. I know that was very popular MVP pick. Right now, Patrick Mahomes, I mean... They get out of Jacksonville but with a win yesterday, but I don't think anyone was like super inspired by their offense. In fact, I think the Kansas City defense has kind of outshined the offense so far this year, and Mahomes' weapons outside of Kelsey, who was only okay yesterday, uh, have not been great. I mean, who else is like gangbusters here? Josh Allen already has you know turnovers that have plagued him from week one. Nice bounce back yesterday, of course. It's like no one's gone Lamar, out. And Tua, Lamar Jackson and Tua's been great, and, and Lamar's been great. I mean, has Lamar been great, though? I think Lamar's been really good. He's averaging like 180 yards passing a game. 
but still doing those like Lamar things. By the way, Odell Beckham Jr. gets hurt yesterday, and they have five starters who are out with injuries. That in was a week weird two. game. That that was a, a very weird game. Zay Flowers is a game changer. But just for some little perspective on this, Dak is ranked after two weeks twentieth in the league in passing yards, one hundred ninety nine point. Zero and Lamar's nineteenth at two hundred three. Okay, but it's not always the guy with the best numbers who wins this award. Case but in what, point, Aaron Rodgers. But what happened, Aaron Rodgers? No, a couple. What was it? Uh, the His third poor, MVP, I think Brady actually had the better numbers. Yeah, was it the I mean, fourth but, MVP. I can't. But Aaron Rodgers' numbers were bananas. I'm I mean, about these the guys are two. not in the top twenty, in the top eighteen in passing yards. Here's the thing about Lamar Jackson. What happened to that passing offense? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it <laughs> looks exactly like last year. Yeah, just he with threw, Zay Flowers now. Yeah, it's uh, except that he, they had a really ugly game. Week one, Houston. That that didn't really mean anything. That all we're saying is, by the way, your guy Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. That was a bad game, but. He could bounce back and have a... I mean, the Chiefs look pretty good on defense. I don't know what happened in that game. There's a lot of guys. Josh Allen, I think, could come back. I think I, I think it's way too early to really hone in on this MVP debate. I can't believe I'm even saying that after two weeks. Well, I think that would be I, a given. I think that, you know, I, the shocking thing is that Micah Parsons would be in this debate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because but, it's so hard for a defensive player, but that's how good he's been. Uh also, the other thing, too, even Micah Parsons, a guarantee, there's been some real defensive stand. Chris Jones in one game. I know. Oh, my God. He looked amazing. I saw he won 39% of his pass rush attempts. That's almost an NFL record. So Although he, the Jaguars are playing without their starting left tackle. Yeah. Uh, TJ Watt, the guy we'll see tonight, already had three sacks in week one. There's going to be a lot of guys. I think it's it's even early to, to declare Micah Parsons the given defensive player of the year. I don't know. Nick Bosa will have another good year. It's just with all the passing, there's going to be a lot of stat numbers. I just think that Micah Parsons, we saw it against the Giants in the rain and the Jets. Yeah. Just And you're going to see it next week against the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs. Just give me, do it against a good team, just once, and then I'm all in. See, I think that is for as impressive as it is when you beat good teams, which is always the most impressive thing you can do. I think that easily taking care of bad to mediocre teams also, it's not as impressive as beating yeah. a good team, but we saw like week one when the Bills totally bleeped the bed against the Jets after yeah. Aaron Rodgers went down. Like they lost to a team they probably should have beaten that night. Like I think it's okay when you just take care of business and do it in dominating fashion. Yeah. I think that that should count for something too. I don't totally mm. discount those wins. Last year, I saw a stat the Bills were one of the best teams in the league when they were favored by over six points, covered yeah. almost every game. Yeah. Meant nothing. Uh, I, I, they had a lot of, ex, ex, you know, other cir- circumstances, sure. DeMar Hamlin, uh, going down and all that stuff. But I don't know. I don't think it should count just so you beat bad teams. Honestly, it's this what your Eagles the, did, but the Cowboys keep doing this. They keep doing this. They keep winning a lot of games and not showing up in the playoffs. So I don't even want to hear it. I want to see them not, you know what the bed yeah. in the divisional round. And we had well, we're early... going to have a while before we can figure what? that out. Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. Say they go 13-4. and four, Yeah. Lose their first playoff game. What does that mean for Mike McCarthy? He's probably... I think he's safe. He's I, safe, I think he's but, safe no matter but, what. But won't that uh, sort of build this reputation that he's not a big game winner here? Well, I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl as a head coach. So I don't know if we can still say he's not a big winner. It's not like all these other Cowboys coaches over the last 20 years <laughs> have been killing it. So, you know, like you got to go back to Barry Switzer and Jimmy before they had this really big success. So 
you know, I, I, I don't I don't think McCarthy's getting fired at all. In fact, here was Jerry Jones. Let's talk. Uh, let's hear Stu on Mike McCarthy after two games. Yeah, no, we thought you meant Michael Jackson. Of course, Mike McCarthy. Yes, thank you, Jer. Uh, they want Mike McCarthy to work out. You know, they want. I think he right. wants to show that he was right in choosing McCarthy as the head coach. Yeah, but last year, remember when they killed Tom Brady in the opening round? Yep. And then they lost to a really, really good San Francisco team, and yep. everybody in the world was killing the Cowboys and saying Jerry is going to run out of patience with McCarthy. Dak's no good. I feel like just two wins over New York teams is not enough to really put that all so far behind us that we don't even remember that they've been losing in the playoffs when they shouldn't. I think the fact that Dak doesn't have a turnover yet against, listen, say what you want about the Giants. That was a bizarre game from them yesterday to get into that big of a hole, 20-point hole, and then to dig themselves out of it against the Cardinals. Like, your head is spinning by the end of that. Like, what did they they really show us? Like, I, I... I, I texted the group. I was ready at halftime for the Giants to full-on tank for Caleb Williams. And I'm not convinced. <laughs> they that just that, paid their quarterback $90 million. For two years, yeah. right? So you have one year of Daniel Jones with Caleb there. I, I'm still not convinced that that's not the best route. I don't know where they're going with this team. Well, they come back and win. And listen, the Jets are rattled now because Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the team. But the defense is still good. And Dak and the Cowboys hung 30 on him. So... Listen, I, I, I think that it's not too early that you can be super encouraged by this team. Obviously, I picked them to, to win the Super Bowl before the season. So, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we've got some injury updates for you, including, speaking of the Giants, so the huge comeback yesterday uh, partially was spurned by this big Saquon Barkley touchdown where he is just like in midair, Matrix style, leaning for the pylon, amazing. He got hurt later in the game sprained ankle according to Adam Schefter he's going to be out for three weeks yeah I mean this is going to be ugly on Thursday night San Francisco it's a 10 and a half point spread now I think it goes up to 13 because they're going to kill Daniel Jones this yeah. is a fully healthy San Francisco team nobody's hurt yet really well maybe maybe some guys are but I think this could be really bad without Saquon even with Saquon I still think it's a total blowout the I, I think so, too. And San Francisco looks awesome. But I think the one thing you're hoping if you're the Giants is, like, it's a short week. No one plays awesome on a short week. Yeah, but the home team should get an advantage there, shouldn't they? Yeah, no, but the Giants are already on the West Coast playing in Arizona, so they'll just stay on the West Coast. They're not going to fly back to New York and then back. Still. I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> trying to tell you that it's, you know, at least not crazy air travel. Uh, but all the – all I hate to say this, but all the running backs who – you know, we were wondering, you know, weren't getting offered big contracts and stuff oh, like yeah. that. All had pretty bad days yesterday. I mean, Saquon has a good day, but ends up getting hurt. So it's like, imagine mm. if you had given him $50 million guaranteed. You had Josh Jacobs yesterday. I'm sorry, Stu. Finishes with what was a negative two rushing yards. And Austin Eckler didn't play. So, and meanwhile, the young running backs like Bijan Robinson yep. was unreal. Uh, Nick Chubb goes tonight. We'll see how he does. Yep. Uh, then there's that kid on the Rams, Kyron Williams. Yeah. He looks like a superstar. And I don't even, I guess he went to Notre Dame. But you can find guys like that and, uh, and Puka Nakua, wide receiver. But still. Puka yeah. Nakua, like, is it Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua? Kyron Williams was a fifth-round pick in 2022 out of Notre Dame. And he looks like a star. 
So it's which makes it even harder to pay these guys moving forward. Dalvin Cook, on the other hand, with the Jets, uh, all of a sudden looks like he forgot how to play the position. I, I don't know what to do or how we're going to get these running backs paid, Maggie. Uh, well, Samter was just informing me that the NFL has filed a grievance against the NFL Players Association because of that Zoom call that all of the running backs were on this summer where they were trying to figure out some solutions about how do you get guys second contracts with these running backs. So apparently it was suggested or floated by the NFLPA, according to the NFL, that guys should like feign injuries and things like mm. that. So now you're going to have the NFL and the NFLPA again. And the NFL's grievance uh, is seeking an order for the union to cease and desist from improper conduct. <laughs> They're basically wow. telling players, "Don't zoom, please." No, I don't know if it's, if it's about the zoom. It's please don't fake injuries. Yeah, yeah. Let but, me file a grievance so you don't fake injuries. Imagine if you had a no faking injuries policy in the NBA. No one would ever. Everyone would be sued oh. <laughs> a million different ways. Anyway, uh, I was watching a college game on Saturday where there were there must have been maybe five obvious fake injuries to slow down the tempo. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's where they're getting it. But this is, it seems like the number one problem with leagues is guys faking injuries. I mean, but the NFL, yeah, I, I don't, why would they bring this up? Why would they file a grievance against the NFL PA on this? PA on this? Because I feel like we're all on the running back side, aren't we? They're underpaid. I feel bad for these guys. Yeah, but then you see what happens yesterday. And I'm not, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to continue to have games like that. Right. But, you know, you're looking at the young guys who are doing really well, and then the older guys didn't have a great week. You know how it goes. I, well, I understand the logic. If I was a GM, I wouldn't pay them too. But I feel it's they take all this punishment. It's one of the heaviest punishment positions. Then the NFL just uses them up and spits them out. It doesn't really seem – the salary cap structure around them doesn't feel fair no, at all. No, it's not at all. And now you have more running quarterbacks, though, too. Yeah. So oh, my guy Anthony Richardson. I know, gonna be out with a concussion. Um, Stu, what would you like for lunch, and when would you like it? That's a good question. Two good questions. Uh, so Stu and I had a bet. Stu's Raiders against my Buffalo Bills. You guys know I was extremely down on the Bills last and week. And I was extremely down on the Raiders, as I always am. <laughs> Even though they won in Week One. Yes, this is true. Uh, and I said that. Uh, if the Bills cover the spread, which was nine or nine and a half, whatever closed at, that I would buy lunch for Stu. And if the Raiders kept it close, he would have to buy lunch for me. Uh, it was not close. It was not. It was it not. It was good for like six minutes. It was close for like six minutes, and then it all went downhill. Yep. You guys came down, scored a touchdown. Bills went three and out, and I was like, oh, shoot. But then things turned around. Then the Raiders became the Raiders. Yeah, Jimmy G throwing some picks. But what would you, let me know what would you like and when would you like it? And the rest of the show wants to chime in. I know Perloff wanted. I've to never say. seen Stu eat. I have no idea. What do you? What kind of foods do you like? I'll eat anything. That's probably the the, the, the question here. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. I'm good with pizza again. I know we did that last week for Mike, but pizza's right. fine with me. It's like just now a tradition of me losing show bets Maggie and buys the pizza and for buying the lunch show. for everybody. What was the pizza bet with Mike? Just straight up Jets Bills. And now, oh. but now Samter's not even a Jets fan anymore. So I feel like uh, that pizza was a waste. It's great. I became a Chiefs fan. I'm going to get Super Bowls under my belt, and I got a free pizza. <laughs> wow! Look at you gaming the system. Why did you? Uh, can I make a bet with you on the Bills next week? No, they're going to <laughs> Washington. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to do that. I, I, does I, anyone know what's going to happen in that game? Bills at Washington. You can no clue. Yeah, that's a dangerous one to bet on. No clue. What I'm hoping is that it's not as bad as Monday night, and it's probably not going to be as good mm. as yesterday, so I'll take somewhere in the middle. I want a, I want a free lunch. You're going to have to ask Stu for a slice. What is a spread on a Bills commander? Six? Six and a half. Hmm. That's a tough one. 
Your bills are, are confounding. They are <laughs> up and down. Not as bad as the Raiders. No. With Chandler Jones now taken to Twitter and Instagram. No, and, he claimed that he was hacked. Yeah. He's like top five person I don't believe when they say they're hacked. He's kind of reached Antonio Brown status. Who's, who's not the other near, four? Not, not accused of nearly the same things as Antonio Brown, let me be clear. But Who are the other four that you don't believe? Uh, How about Perloff? If Perloff <laughs> says he was hacked, would you believe it? No. Yeah, I mean, stuff I tweet, no one's going to bother to hack and do that. It's like more Tom Brady's a system quarterback tweets. That would be if Pearl, you know, they say like if you were ever um, like kidnapped, and yeah. I needed, and, and like the kidnappers are like, you know, you had to tweet something to tell us all that you've been kidnapped, like to raise a red flag. Oh, the Tom Brady's, yeah. Like Tom Brady is not a system quarterback. He's the best. That's kind of, you know. The Cowboys are awesome and I love them. Justin Jefferson like, is so, not a product of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like somebody check on this guy. Um, No, no. My new Twitter thing, by the way, and it's working out great. There's two things. One, if you praise Dion, everyone loves your tweet. But second, <laughs> just doing it for the clicks. <laughs> no, no, I've decided the uh, hating officials is the number one way to get love on social media. <laughs> and there's so many opportunities, but the officials are so good now with that instant replay thing. Yeah. Where New York is calling in and helping them. It's, a, it's wild. Turning my Twitter feed a little bit. It's pretty good, though. Let's hear a ref yesterday. I forgot which one during the Seahawks-Lions game, which that one ended up being a doozy. I feel like the Lions have to wake up today and be like, how did we lose that game? It was like five minutes of game time that just completely shifted that thing. And uh, Seahawks win in overtime. Here was a ref uh, as Geno Smith came over to argue a call. Intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. That is the best line I've ever heard out of official. We'll get to the penalty in a minute. He just told Geno Smith I'm talking to America. <laughs> it's true, although Geno really had a case there. That was the worst intentional grounding call of all time. It was terrible. I mean, it, it's so no, punitive, too. He wasn't even facing any pressure. He just kind of threw the ball because it was a bad miscommunication with him and the receiver. Yeah, that happened to Stafford, too, where Stafford thought a guy was going long. It's tough to call that. Stafford was ticked off at his teammates yesterday. He was scre- like seemed appeared. I don't know. It appeared oh, from that TV play? that he was screaming at Tutu Atwell for not right, running the right route because he was trying to sell it to the official that that wasn't grounding. Ah, interesting. He was trying to say uh, my receiver was supposed to be going there. That was totally fake. Stafford's been in L.A. for a while. I, I think he was, he was acting. <laughs> oh, he's, there he's is an blo- actor strike right way, now. He shouldn't cross the picket line. He claimed line. it was a blown route. His pass was 45 yards away yeah. from Tutu Atwell. Yeah. And it was funny because it was a Mark Sanchez on the game with Kevin Kugler. They yeah. do a great job, but it was like they're like with the telestrator, you know, and he's yeah. like, see, he wanted Tutu here. I'm like, the ball's in the second row. Yeah, it was 45 <laughs> yards away. He was trying to sell that to the official. Okay. I don't think he was really mad. That's my theory. Meanwhile, and I know other people have said this, but I, I had some. I was personally invested in yeah. this particular moment yesterday. If you catch my drift, um, Sean McVay kicking a meaningless field goal to just kill San Francisco minus seven and a half. <laughs> like what? No one's gonna ask him after the game, but like that's the only thing I want to know. Why? And honestly, if you're really trying to win the game and you're down ten, okay. Kick the field goal two plays earlier. You got a great kicker. Kick the field goal two plays earlier to actually leave time on the clock for the onside's kick that if you recovered it, you'd be able to take a shot, Hail Mary, lateral, whatever at the end zone. So it never made any sense on all levels. I'm ranting now. That was a bad beat. 
That was a really, really bad beat. Between that and Trevor Lawrence yesterday just missing every throw in the end zone, I was dying. Did you win any of your bets yesterday? Oh, no. Not a single one. All of them were the same way. Uh, because I was waiting. I had them all. I was like, oh, I might go 3-0 and this week. Because Justin Herbert, way under 282. All they had to do was stop Tennessee once. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Stop them once <laughs> and then kneel on it. But no, all of a sudden, Ryan Tannehill becomes Aaron Rodgers or something. Chargers, I mean... Are we doing today which coach is going to get fired first? Because I've never seen uh, a coach that is hurting himself more than Brandon Staley. We'll get to that yeah, next. Because but also, I think maybe a two-for-one deal on fired coaches for tomorrow. But as long as we're venting, the, yeah. the Bears-Bucks, I have the Bears-Bucks under. Yeah. And then Justin Fields throws a little interception at the goal line. And then the last one, this one was interesting. Jags-Chiefs. So the Chiefs were three-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, I know the Jags didn't come close. Did that feel to you like the Chiefs? dominated that game. I couldn't figure out what was going on there. I watched a lot of that game. No, I I was very impressed with the Chiefs defense slash okay. not impressed with the Jags on offense. If they play in the playoffs, is that a is that a contest because the team felt pretty close to me. Yeah, I don't I don't think and I don't think the game would look anything like it. I think if we yeah. go to the playoffs, I think it's going to be like a 42-41 game or something. Anyway, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. That was a little of how our weekend went. How about yours? Uh coming up Another reason that Perloff and I are eating crow today. <laughs> and we'll get to Brandon Staley. Oh, my gosh. What are we doing here, dude? I know this is like put it on repeat two years in a row. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question today, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Jason in Fort Lauderdale. Are the Patriots cheating again by having a guy running to block the field goal? Great question. You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So the Patriots, of course, the Patriots, thought of another wrinkle to block a field goal last night on Sunday Night Football against Miami. Guy kind of... Wait, we have run- it. We have got the clip. Oh, okay. Let's play it. see that play we talk about motion on offense there's motion with schooler on defense here he gets the running start we talked about what that could do to Tua. he blocked that so easily 
you're about to see every special teams in the National Football League and college football put this play in their arsenal. Have you ever seen that? Never seen it. Yeah, that, that's a new one. So our buddy Dan Orlovsky said that there are going to be more penalties in the course of this season of guys <laughs> trying to time that and run over the line. Yeah. They were about to see a pandemic of offsides on field goal attempts. But I wasn't surprised, Maggie, that it was the Patriots. It feels like the Patriots are the only team in the league that comes up with twists on rules. I know, and you want to say that Belichick lost his fastball at 70 years old, and he's already thinking up new things that are going to revolutionize the game. I mean, are they really going to sit there for another 5-11 and 11 season? Or a 5-11 and 11 season? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be that bad. I don't think it's going to be 5-11, and 11, but... I think the this is proving the point that Belichick's still the innovator. There's still reason to be fearful of this guy. He's always going into his bag of tricks for stuff. Yeah, okay. I, he's played two tough opponents. I mean, played the Eagles on opening, right. you know, op- the opening game, and then you have to place, face the Dolphins, who can beat you in a variety of ways, so, as we're learning. Yeah, but you got to be able to beat the Dolphins at home. You know, this is you're going to have – who are you going to beat? They have – well, they have the – at the Jets – then they have at the Cowboys. I don't know. Do they win those games? Uh, those are they'll, beat games. The Jets. they'll beat the Jets. I hope so. Perlo, I, I think that Belichick like has it. He's like made a, like a pact with a higher being, whatever you believe in. He's made that pact with the football gods that he will never lose to the Jets. It happened yeah. very rarely. Except yeah. in the playoffs and the, the can't wait divisional game. ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he's got he's got at the Patriots and at the Dolphins coming up not too far from now. They could really start to fall behind in this season. And then you question who's our quarterback in the future? And are they gonna start over again next year? Remember Tom Curran, the reporter for yep. the Patriots, said he's really on the hot seat. So I'm watching it. I am impressed by the running start. That was awesome. That was really incredible how he timed it. Still lost though. Uh okay, let's get to it. Time for Perloff and I to own up to our mistakes. Even we can't be right all the time. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Time for Maggie and Perloff to own up. All right, well, I'll go first, Perloff. Here's one that I got wrong. Just a bit outside. The NFC North, I have Chicago winning the division, and I have Detroit in as a wild card. Okay. Chicago winning, Detroit as a wild card. Ooh, wish I could have that one back. Chicago stinks. Justin Fields, talk about having a decision to make at the end of the year. If Fields keeps playing like this, two interceptions, two fumbles, lost one of them. I mean, just bad, Perloff. And the weather hasn't even gotten bad yet in Chicago. This should be like some good conditions. And still nothing here for the Chicago Bears. Okay, I absolutely agree that he's not playing well. But what the heck is Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, doing? I don't know. Why is he dropping back so many times? Why are they not running the football? He was 16 for 29 last night. They only carried the ball 15 times. Like, this is the Bears. They should be a run-first team. I feel like they're hurting Fields. Well, I think the the Tampa defense is pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is on pace now for, like, 500 rushing yards. Last year, he had over 1,000. Like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, he dropped back 29 times, and then he only ran four times for three yards. Like, you got to orient this team around running the ball, and you're going against the Bucs. The Bucs defense is great against the run. I don't remember that. I don't know anything... The Bucks are a mystery team to me right well, now. They're two and zero, oh. but it just feels like their approach, the Bears' approach, should be to protect Justin Fields by running the ball. So I think the coaches are the bigger problem here, but I don't know if he survives anyway. What are you? What did you get wrong? Uh, well, my team won this week, but I am off that Giants bandwagon. Oh God, are they ugly? What you just said 
is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. My surprise wildcard team is in the NFC East. Big Blue. Wow. Let's go. Uh, your former offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, reigning coach of the year. I think he's a good coach. I think he has more guys. Okay, I got some problems on here for this uh, playoff <laughs> yeah. playoff I, I believe at one point, did you say the Giants were like a rocket ship at one point? A or rocket something ship like to that? the wild card. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're one and one, so that's fine, right? I'm not worried about that record. Yeah. I am a little worried, Maggie, that they're going to San Francisco without Saquon on a short week. That's uh, that's a big L. Then they host the Seahawks on Monday night to five. Okay, maybe. Then they go to the Dolphins and to your Bills. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're. I mean, they didn't score for three quarters. Like yeah, yeah. for how many quarters? They got some problems, Maggie. Six quarters. Uh, it all comes down to the October 29th Jets Giants. Battle Royale should be a six to three <laughs> wow. game, six to three game. Yeah, I really want that one back because actually I don't hate Daniel Jones. I think you know he's going to put up numbers. He's not that bad, is he? That bad? Tell me he's not that bad. I don't think he's that bad. <laughs> um, I mean, I I told you I didn't think that he was going to have a great season, and through the first you know two a like, game and a half, it looked as bad as it could be. And to their credit, they came all the way back from a twenty point deficit, but yeah. I, I didn't I don't have a lot of faith. I don't know what you do this week against the 49ers because Fred Warner's on an absolute mission this year. There's nothing you could do. Daniel Jones should just try and get out of that game healthy. Well the other part too is you find yourself in a twenty point hole against San Francisco, you're not coming back. Like they came yeah. back on the worst team in the league possibly. So kudos to you. I it's like good job on coming yeah. back against a team that is clearly going to be trying to get the number one overall pick. So. Right, right, right. Uh Honestly, it's like you actually help them by losing. I, I know Daniel Jones is really two year contract, 82 or $83 million. Yeah. They, they have to think about, wow, what if we're really bad and have a top five pick? You know, I know we pay for Daniel Jones, but would they look at a quarterback? If one is sitting there, it's going to be a great quarterback class. Definitely. I mean, this is the <laughs> regime that paid Daniel Jones, but they're not the regime that drafted him. So mm. I think they would 100% try to start over. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, this year's draft, if you're in top five and those quarterbacks are sitting there, even if you pay Daniel Jones, it's a sunk cost. I don't know what to do. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio if you want to watch the show. Aram Wilson said, Maggie, when my OSU Beavers beat your Ducks in the Civil War, you have to run a chainsaw on the show. I'm sorry, but no. we went through this with the Carson Wentz poster uh, when we destroyed it on the set. HR frowns upon us running heavy machinery in the studio. But, I mean, if you have any other ideas, you can send them our way. That's the worst idea the chainsaw's ever. Chainsaw's a no-go. I can't. Uh, I can see that getting out of control quickly. <laughs> Ackerman, what do you think? Me running a chainsaw in the studio. How I, would that end? As long as I'm in the control room, we're okay. <laughs> That's double pane glass <laughs> then between the yes. two of us. I would want to be in two control rooms over. I don't even want to be in that control room. <laughs> Somehow it could get away. <laughs> what if could... Maggie flung it through the glass or something? <laughs> what if I like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? What am I going to do? I don't know. Like I that. just can't see that going well. Uh, not that I don't trust you with heavy machinery, but I definitely don't. I don't look like someone who handles heavy machinery. <laughs> I don't know. Are you good with fixing things and saws? And... Absolutely not. So I married an engineer. A five five two one two four cbs Did you guys have Metal Shop and Wood Shop where yes. the first three days they warned you about all the ways you could lose your eye in these? And fingers? Yeah, and fingers and just tell horror stories. The I fact just think... that I have all ten fingers yeah. and all both eyes is amazing. And I... think about it for what? To make like a sign that says the grays. Yeah, I, like I the think burl-offs that, to hang out front of your house. 
I think the teachers just like telling those stories about what could happen. <laughs> I did metal shop, and basically, he's like, if you get out of this class with both arms, you get an A. <laughs> <laughs> I know our our wood shop teacher used to sneak smoking cigarettes in the area of the wood shop where they had all the flammable like what? lacquers. <laughs> you told us the story. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Like Mr. Haggerty. There he is smoking. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, he's got to say, you're going to say his name? Well, I mean, I was friends with his daughter. Yeah, he was he was great. Lovely guy. I mean, basically almost exploded the building every yeah. day. But really, prince of a dude. Maybe uh, maybe inhaled a little too much of that <laughs> finisher. Honestly, what's worse, the lacquer, the, like the Marlboros? I don't know. Do you guys still have anything that you made in shop class? I still have a few things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just at my parents' house this weekend. There's like a, I made a sword in woodshop. <laughs> it's been sitting Game there for years. For a love. Yeah. Wait, a Lannister? And it's so bad. I thought it was amazing at the time. It's so bad. I made it in seventh grade. It looks like a first grader made it. It's like uneven. It's not sharp anymore. You know, to be honest, I was worse at home ec. Uh, oh, like loved sewing things. I can, I can believe that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Couldn't sew anything. Woodshop was not bad. But yes, making it out with all your fingers was a real accomplishment. Do they even do that anymore? I don't know. Why did that guy want you to run a power saw? He didn't even say what the purpose was. I Just to know. run it? You know, S's and G's. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> to say we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, does he want you to cut something with it? If we, maybe like, I don't know, like a like Oh, is that the like the, maybe. What's that? The duck suit. Oh, take a, a chainsaw to the duck suit? What do you get when you win <laughs> the Oregon, Oregon State game? Oh, it's all of a sudden like Scarface. Like, I'm going to be cutting off the <laughs> limbs of a duck suit with a chainsaw. It's really dark. Sorry. And what do you get when you win that? Ack, you know all this. What, you get an axe, don't you? You get an axe. So that's what this chainsaw is about? Wait, is it an axe? Um, I thought the axe was Wisconsin, oh, Minnesota. Oh, you know, right? you might be right it about It says that. you get a platypus trophy. Well, of course. Every yeah. diehard Oregon fan knows that, just like uh, me. Yeah, because it's a combination of a beaver and a duck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see anything that lends itself to a chainsaw, but... <laughs> Maybe the Pacific Northwest, lots of trees. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listen, if we couldn't get the chainsaw with the Carson Wentz poster, there's no shot we're getting the chainsaw now. They said no chainsaws. They said no to the lighter fluid. So we did what we could. We brought baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> and we did the best we could. 855 Two and two for CBS. Oh, Aram says that's the Beaver celebration after a good play. They 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 run chainsaws. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. should have that. Makes sense. That. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of people brought up this weekend that the, that Bison and the Colorado game. A lot of people hadn't watched Colorado football in a while. Yeah, yeah, that thing's way out of control. That's yeah, real, Ralphie. Oh, Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie looked like he was going to do some. Day. He got all fired up by Dion and is causing trouble <laughs> out there. <laughs> Do you believe that? Oh boy. 855-212-4 CBS coming up. We got some picks for tonight's doubleheader Monday night football game. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. We continue after this CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Pearl off. Maggie Gray, Andrew Pearl off. Got some picks for you for tonight's Monday night football doubleheader in just a moment. But first, our shot of the day. He shoots! <laughs> The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Earlier, we had a conversation off of Colorado beating Colorado State and in double overtime, and the students and everyone stormed the field and rushed the field, which led us to this. Storming the field against oh, Colorado State? It's college kids. Storming Let them have the field fun. when you're a 24-point favorite? I, 
Come I, on. Here's a Act question. like you've been there, Colorado. Act like they've been there. They won a game last year. They haven't <laughs> been there in 20 years. If you're a student section, you want to storm the court, go ahead. Do whatever you don't yuck their yums. So they beat Arizona State. You storm the yeah. field? If it's a double overtime and you were down, you come all the way back. So wait, like North Carolina beat App State the other day in overtime. Like they were supposed to storm the well, field? I don't remember the App State <laughs> coach calling out the North Carolina coach for wearing oh, yeah. a hot oh. sunglasses and a hat. Jay Norville said eight words that the media blew into telling <laughs> You can that's oh okay that's why we're storming the field because Jay Norvels whoever the heck that is said don't wear sunglasses inside let's storm the field You know what yes I stand by it Yeah but if you storm North it, Carolina should have stormed the field You storm it six times then it just becomes like a like something you have to do it's like up oh, Got to storm the field. I know. What a it's burden. It's supposed to be special. I, but it's also supposed to be fun. Do you remember that time we stormed the field after so-and-so beat so-and-so? Like, that is supposed to be a memory of a lifetime, not something you do every week you for You think anyone years. there actually is going to remember anything that happened? <laughs> Everyone's well, so think, loaded. I just don't think it's going to be special if you do it every week. Nah. I mean, listen, for Colorado, the whole season is now setting up to be special. So, uh, you know, you storm the court a little too often. You know what you're doing. All you're doing is just playing right into Dion's hand right now. He's going to find this, and it's going to uh-huh. be bulletin board material for his next opponent, which is my Oregon Ducks. So thanks for nothing. And made it personal. I yeah. think uh, the best, though, is Tennessee to storm the field, then take the goalpost down to the river. Now that's taken to a new level. Yeah, well, you beat Alabama for the first time in whatever it was. Yeah. That's, you that's it. worth storming the field. I know. Beating I, Colorado State. In double overtime is not storming the field worthy. Listen, everyone's at a fever pitch. They're at a frenzy. They haven't had success in a long time. And all of a sudden, you guys want to apply logic to the situation like that ever exists in college, let alone college sports. I say go ahead and storm. All right. Also, I I think the more live mascots, the better. We already have quite a few. The animals, you mean? Yeah. I not mean, to not make sure the people wearing the furry hats. No. Well, we're going to get those no matter what. <laughs> they, these are technically live mascots. Yeah, that's true. So are you on Dan Campbell's side, live lion on the sidelines? Yeah. Okay. Big Creepy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Put it back to the so, zoo. Someone is getting yeah. bald. Detroit could use him on def- this live lion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How about that? Again, like I, Detroit has to be waking up today just like, how did we lose that game? It was like about 31 21. No, but it was like all of a sudden in a span of what five minutes, I feel like the game just flipped. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But their defense is terrible again. That's what I I thought they fixed fixed the problem. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's pretty good. I don't think Seattle should have got blown out in week one. Gino looked really good, but I, I don't know what to make of those Lions. I think you don't, here's where we differ. I don't think you have to be that great to win the NFC North. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, considering Green Bay lost yesterday on the yeah. road to uh, Atlanta. Yeah, at Green Bay. Minnesota hasn't won yet. Green Bay's going to have injury problems all year long. Bakhtiari's clearly only going to play on grass. Yeah, this is a messy division. Uh, your Bears, probably not going to get it done. <laughs> yes, my Bears. Uh, I mean, and you pick them to win the division as a long shot, and all of a sudden they're my Bears. Well, it's just two weeks. It doesn't matter. What, what's going to change for the Bears? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have a major situation about what's going to go on with the quarterback. I have no idea what they're going to do. Okay, tonight, doubleheader. First game up, you got... These are two barn burners, too. You know you're going to have a good night of football when the over-under on the first game is 39 and a half and the next game is 39. Not expecting a lot of scoring here, Perloff. Do you feel uh, strongly about either of these games? 
I think the Saints-Panthers is one of the least aesthetically pleasing matchups that I remember in a long time. Because the Panthers have no weapons, so they're going to have to slow down the games. And the Saints are really a defense-first team, too. What time is that? 7 o'clock? I believe 7, 7, 7 Eastern. Eastern. Uh, you know, I, I've just been a non-believer in the Panthers. I'm not a huge believer in the Saints, but I feel like Carolina just has no weapons on offense. So I'll go Saints. Um, do you want to do that game? And then we'll I'll yeah, give it. I can't tell. Like, is there a world where the Saints are good? I, good, I like, don't is know. No, like how good? Like 9-8 good? Like winning the division good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're pretty heavy favorites. I know, but now the Bucks are 2-0. Oh, and I don't yeah. know. Are the Bucks any good? No. Who did the Bucks beat? The Vikings and the Bears? Come no, on. I know, but I don't know. I have no idea. I it's, feel like the Saints are destined to be 9-8. and eight. Now, will that win the division? I don't probably. know. Probably. I mean, it was good enough last year to win the division, right? Yeah. Um, if I were going to bet this game, I actually don't like it uh, personally. But if you're uh-huh. gonna, if you're gonna, I would just go with the home dog, and I would probably just go with Carolina money line because it's plus one forty as opposed to just laying the three points personally. But I'm not going to bet this game. I have already bet Cleveland and the Steelers. Which way? Uh, money line bet on the Steelers. I think they got embarrassed. They obviously got embarrassed week one at home against the 49ers. I don't think that's really who they are. They're a two-point underdog against the visiting Cleveland Browns, and so I'm not going to take the two points there. feels meaningless, so give me the money line. Yeah, I like that a lot. I totally agree with you. Here's what the Steelers need to do, though, and the bet I would make is under on Kenny Pickett passing yards at 203. Mm-hmm. you got to run the ball. Last week against the Niners, they fell behind and yep. fell. I don't care. Just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They only had 10 carries last week compared to 46 pass attempts. Uh, I really like that guy, Jalen Warren, in the pre. I fell for a lot of Steelers preseason hype, but Jalen uh, Warren, their backup running back, is I think, awesome. I think Paul saying he fell for some of the preseason hype is an understatement. You yeah. pick them to go to the Super Bowl. I still feel good about that. <laughs> okay. I, I think <laughs> so they're going to be. That's no, just not nor- run of the mill falling for the hype. If they fall to one and six, you know Tomlin's going to win eight straight or something like that. I, I think they have to be real conservative here because there's someone on the other side of the ball that I'm terrified of. Miles Garrett. Yep. He's going to be honing in on Kenny Pickett. If you drop back 46 times tonight, that's a strategic disaster. Uh, I like your pick right there. What? So you said it was plus 110. Yeah. Surprises me the Steelers at home are, are underdogs. Yeah, I think it's a reaction off of how yeah. bad they looked against the 49ers. But the 49ers might be the best team in football. They're one or two up I there mean, with the Cowboys. Well, wait. wait. What about the defending NFC champion? Oh, okay. Wait, Eagles. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. I think the Niners and the Cowboys have looked like the two most <laughs> yeah. dominant teams. I mean, the Eagles I just, are 2-0. and oh. I yeah, just, yeah. I'm not going to start throwing major praise around. No, I know. It feels a little TBD. They haven't looked as impressive as those two teams. I think the Niners are the most impressive team. Uh, they they feel a little more complete than the Cowboys even. But you've said it from day one with the Niners. What's that? All the talent in the world. Let's see who's on the field by week nine. As long as McCaffrey's healthy, oh. healthy this thing keeps churning. <laughs> yeah. and like Debo's awesome and Ayuk and everything. I, I I fear the moment he goes down. He's so good. To be honest, though, low-key, not even low-key, the number one story in the NFL today, I think, really is Joe Burrow's calf. I oh, mean, wow. If, like, we've talked a little bit about it, but now we're talking about the AFC North with the Browns and the Steelers playing each other. Raven's already off to a 2-0 start. And Cincinnati, I know there's that, oh, well, Cincinnati always starts off slow. Well, you want to know what's different this time? Joe Burrow's hurt. Yeah, and he might not even play next week, they're saying now. That is very worrisome. I think there are a lot of people's Super Bowl picks. Not You and I did not pick them. No. But it feels a lot different than last year. 
Yeah, because the defense doesn't look very good. Again, that could change. Lou Anarumo yep. is the second half adjustment god. Yeah, I know, but we have that rule, Maggie. I know. We're not supposed to bet against Joe Burrow, and we're not supposed to bet on the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> we're only holding up one of those. <laughs> no bets on the Falcons. Uh, one day we'll learn our lesson. Any day now. Uh, thank you to Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to the Weedos, the Purple Drinkers, callers. You guys are phenomenal. Enjoy the Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.